a product of the Whisper Forge. Sound and story brought to life. You're listening to a parody that is not affiliated with or endorsed by Supergiant Games in any way. We're just big old nerds making improv fanfiction. Rogue Runners is rated R for pretty much everything you can find in Greek mythology. Violence, assault, self-harm, offensive language, insensitive humor, and intense themes. We encourage everyone to check out our show notes and transcripts on our website at whisperforge.org. Are you ready to run? Then welcome to Volume 1 in the Blood. The party emerges from within the blood. (laughs) The sound of your coughing and hacking echoes throughout the house of Hades. You hear like a clang as if somebody like is pulling something off of a wall. And then you hear marching around the corner towards you. Uh And then as that marching comes around the corner, you see it's Achilles. And he comes straight towards you with purpose. We're real, we're real, we're real, we're real. He starts picking up speed as he runs towards you with his spear. He rams the point up right up against Alexander's throat and says, Where is Tisiphone? Oh, She is with Nemesis. Tell me everything. Uh. We, we fought Tisiphone a while back, and as a tactic, we decided to place her into a soul jar and hand her over to Nemesis. Do you have any idea what fate you're condemning her to? I have some idea, yes. He is going to pull the spear point back a little bit, and then he's immediately going to whip the other shaft around of the spear to just slap you in the face. And he says, you will return her at once. How do we do that? Find her. Get her back. I've never been to the Oubliette. I don't care how you do it. Fix this now. And he's going to, like, pull on um, Achilles's toga. He is going to recoil and kick you back. Whoa! He is not having this. Sorry. The child had no part in this, Achilles. It was our doing. Who's doing? Myself, Alexander. I don't know, Arete, if you want to claim responsibility for it. I mean, I didn't stop you, so, uh... Fair. I would say I'm a fairly equally guilty party. The only noble answer I have heard today. In Anastasia's defense, she has tried to persuade us from not using this tactic. I've failed. So I, I would not direct your anger toward her. But no. He thinks about having kicked you, and he kind of just looks at himself and just goes, just goes shit. M- my apologies. It's okay. I am overcome with rage at my own kin. And he glares at Alexander. Achilles, may we speak uh, with you regarding this? Speak. You have asked us to escape as quickly as possible. Tisiphone is working for the House of Hades. So why is it that these people who understand the peril we are in continue to stay in our way. 
Why are they not aiding us as you have? If you cut her down and she was no longer in your path, what benefit was there to, to condemning her to a fate such as that of eternity with Nemesis? Killing her took a lot of our health. Probably could somehow contributed to our arriving here now. Yes, she acts out her sacred charge, as do I. But you cut her down and you were able to escape. We were, were you going not? to capture all three, so the next time we arrived... The room would be empty. All three? His eyes, like, widen, and he is <laughs> terrified. And then a voice rings out from also around the corner and says, Stay your spear, Achilles. And you hear softer footsteps coming around the corner. And it is Cassandra. <gasps> oh. Hey, girl. Remember me? <laughs> I, uh, I, was, I was trying to be friendly, and you weren't having it. I just wanted to say hi, and I, I, I don't blame you for anything. I did not accept your friendship at the time, though now that you have proven that perhaps my curse is beginning to wane, I will accept it. I had foreseen my victory in that battle. And yet you proved me wrong. How is that possible? Stubbornness? I don't know. I, I just feel like things are falling apart here in the House of Hades. They must be falling out throughout um, all the levels of... Existence? You know, yeah. So I feel like maybe things are, yes, falling apart, but maybe for you, falling apart in a really good way? But this isn't from the underworld. This curse is from Apollo himself. Perhaps the power of gods everywhere is waning. Forgive my frankness, but I think we've seen that your gods are not exactly infallible. Whatever gift he gave you, perhaps there are some weaknesses to it. Blind spots. There hadn't been until this point, but I am finally relieved to have some blind spots. Cassandra, are we to see you again in the trials? I will return to them eventually, though there are matters which require attention here, I think. What kind of matters are those? Well, first, Achilles, will you allow them to pass? Achilles thinks for a moment and he says, You will release her at once. Do you understand? I do. Had you not made such a big deal of this, I uh, hate to say it, but I would have thought of the same fate for Cassandra, for she was far worse than Tisiphone. If you emerge from this underworld having done the things that you've done with no remorse or reflection upon them, then you will not return to that surface as anything approaching human. I will release her from Nemesis, and I will not send anyone who is undeserving back to her, if Nemesis will allow us to leave without any harm. Well, I don't foresee that happening very easily. I will stay my spear, but give Megara a wide birth. And then he marches off. Gladly. Uh, Cassandra, question for you. What is it? What exactly is your charge here? What is your responsibility to... Eternal suffering with my curse, even in death. Entering the tournament in Elysium allows me some control, at least, over who gets to leave and who doesn't. Such as certain unworthy individuals, and her eyes kind of narrow a little bit as she seems to stare off into some middle distance. So are you saying that you allowed us to pass? No, I truly did not expect that you would defeat me. However, I know with all certainty, even whether, whether this curse exists or doesn't, that I will ensure someone such as Ajax the Lesser never passes into the world of the living again. And what do you see now? You see kind of like a dark green glow emanating from underneath her blindfold. And then she says... It's so painful, I feel 
I feel multiple possibilities, multiple realities folding in on themselves upon upon one point. It is as if it is as if attempting to bring back wine into a shattered ewer. It is impossible, but that is what is happening. It is as if there is this convergence of dark red liquid combining into some singular singular heavy massive force. But I, I, I don't I can't see beyond that. What do you think of the underworld? Its state, the idea of being sentenced to punishment by other fallible beings for essentially eternity. I know that this world is unjust, but I also know that my resentment of the gods does not undo it. I also know that they did not create it of their own design. It has, in some senses, always been here and always will be. At least, that is what I foresee. Very well. I, I, we have a lot of thinking to do, but Cassandra is there. Have you any advice for us? I would be glad to give you advice if I had some sense of what your aim is. What are you really trying to do? Ah, oh, jeez. Bear in mind, I have some ways of knowing. <laughs> 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 hmm. <laughs> I'll level with you and say, uh, we're highly considering, uh, Figuring out a way to cast the gods down from the <coughs> mighty seat on Olympus. Arate. <coughs> <coughs> like elbow Arate. What? Nope. If she can see it, she can see it. I don't know what to tell you. I'm gonna pull his shoulder and like just just, in- just, a, just a moment. She raises her hand and then you see the dark green glow under her blindfold again. She says, "There are many ears in the house of Hades tonight. Come with me." And then she turns around, and then you see like her little footprints leaving impressions in still fresh blood along the walkway as she leads you to Lord Zagreus's bedroom. And when you go in there, she turns around and then she starts creating that little like star that you saw in her hands, like a miniature sun, but this one is light blue. Mm-hmm. And then she casts it down and it explodes. But this time the room is filled with constellations again, but you feel like it's like a cone of silence around the whole room. Ooh. Ooh. So pretty. She then sits on Zagreus's bed and says, speak. Well, uh, myself, uh, a few of my Olympiad. I, I won't speak for everyone because I haven't checked in necessarily about it. And a few of the other, uh, another Olympiad have been uh, thinking that perhaps the best way to rectify what we see as mistreatment of souls and mistreatment of the mortals of this world uh, is by casting down those in Olympus that cast that judgment upon them. She nods and then looks to the rest of you as if that's something you're corroborating or disagreeing with. Um, Alexander has his arms folded and is looking away. I kind of don't want to go with it, but then I see all like the negative part of what like we're doing and suffering here and it's, everyone's suffering. And so then I think, okay, then we should do it. So I'm very conflicted right now. Cassandra? Um, the calculation is really how much suffering are you willing to inflict before it becomes unjustifiable to end this system once and for all, correct? Uh, Annie's gonna look at the group and just like kind of nod and be like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So eternal, unimaginable suffering such as that on Tisiphone, that is clearly not enough. So what is? I, I don't, I think that's too much, personally. I think, me personally, it is too much. I don't think something like the oubliette should be forever. It is just a tool at our disposal, and it is something we used. I think if we were to destroy even the entire underworld, the oubliette would still exist unless you were to do something about it. 
Is your goal to truly end eternal suffering, or is it to escape the underworld? Not if we were to get rid of them. Do away with the concept of the afterlife entirely, and allow people to live free. And if it's a good life, it's good. If it's a bad life, it's bad. But at the end of the day, it's theirs. Dethrone and kill every god? Is that your plan? Foolish, perhaps, but... Is that truly your plan, as in something you will pursue, or is that what you just wish for and would accept if somebody did it for you? Because no one will do that for you. I am hoping for a reason, a good reason, a demonstration of why I shouldn't. Although we haven't quite abided by it, I think we've talked quite a bit about reform. What if we changed who got to make decisions here? What if only someone who has been through that suffering is is the kind of person who is capable of understanding the gravity of it. Sisyphus? Someone who has served a sentence and understood the, the gravity of it, but also its purpose? Perhaps someone like that could be more more fair, more even-keeled, and send things in the right direction. To try and talk to the gods and tell them to basically have like an ego check? So you think a wise philosopher king would be able to mete out justice better, perhaps Sisyphus in the role? Not a king, but perhaps a jury? A committee? Sisyphus was a king. A former king, perhaps, but... I understand what you're saying, that somebody who has suffered may be a better ruler, but you misunderstand the gods if you do not understand that they are deeply traumatized. When the gods came into this world, they were all alone, and their parents tried to kill them and do other terrible, unimaginable things to them. They had to kill their own parents to build us the world that we have now. Hades, Lord Hades, didn't choose to be here. He was simply the one who needed to stay down here to make sure that the Titans aren't reborn again. So, are you suggesting we escape and take the gods to therapy? I will not have any solutions for you, but if you were going to act... You must have intention behind it, and right now your intentions vary between dethrone and kill all gods, maybe if we want to to make our lives what we will, even though you know that that is not a possibility. I am here to help you think through your plan. You asked for advice. This is it. Well, I suppose if we can get ourselves in order, we've done some terrible things because we felt like we needed to condemned people to eternal suffering. Perhaps if we can grow past that, we can help the gods grow past that as well. If you believe you still deserve a life after what you've done, then what will it take to rehabilitate you? What will it take to rehabilitate anyone else? But I don't think I deserve it. I definitely don't. Wait a- If you don't think you deserve it, then you should just roll over dead right now. We can turn you into a shade again. That's not how instinct works. I don't deserve it, but I want it. And that is what every living soul believes at the very core of their being. That is how they make a life for themselves. My gods exist too. So which is it? How did they also create this world? My vision does not extend into the past, unfortunately. Only the future. Do you see a future where we can learn to live with ourselves? Her eyes burn dark green again under the blindfold, and then they fade out again. And she she looks at you and she says, "Yes." <laughs> I, I think. Oh, oh my! I think I might know what I want now. I, I want to try to write 
the wrongs of my past. I, I want to try to help the souls that I've put here and get them out. That's what I want. That's a start. She nods, impressed. I want to be more than just what Apollo quote-unquote made me. You too. She holds your hand and kind of just gives it a reassuring squeeze. Oddly enough, I I felt pretty alive with with you three this entire time, I guess, now that I'm really thinking about it. I just want to apologize to him. To whom? To Braggy. For what? For not having the courage to admit what I wanted. Do you wanna, do you wanna share? <laughs> Annie's gonna hold Rolf's hand and also give it a little squeeze. So now she's holding both Cassandra's and Rolf's and she's gonna look at Rolf with really big eyes and a small little smile and be like, you take your time, buddy. You can share now, you can never share, but this is a, I think this is a really good step for you. There was a very good friend of mine in life. I shared many years with and he knew it and I knew it but I didn't I I, I was too cowardly to say anything <laughs> and I just want to tell him that I loved him and that I miss him and I'm sorry I wasted his time Arete gives Rolf a big hug thank you Arete At this, Cassandra stands up and she says, You are hardly the first or last person in this world who does not live their life the way they want or does not make the most of their time or does not tell the person they love that they love them while they still have time. But, Rolf, you may very well be the only person who has the opportunity to make that right in this world. Do not squander that. She means don't kill all the gods and destroy existence. Do what you must. People have done far worse for things far less grave than love. If I, if I could just do that, then all that's left to do is to try and put some good into the world and, and undo the new wrongs that we've done now. Let me ask you this. If you could build a life with Bragi now, would you? I would. Then it sounds like you have something to fight for. I suppose so. But what if Broggy's not alive? He died before I did. He's been dead a long time. How would you make it to him? I don't know. What if you have to fight your way out of one hell just to dive into another? Would you do it? I would. We always knew we were going to hell. <laughs> I just didn't think we'd get put in separate rooms. <laughs> okay, Rolf. We'll bring you back to life so we can kill you. <laughs> so that I can die again. <laughs> so that you may knock on the gates of another hell. A hell with only one hell. <laughs> you must kick a different bucket. Very well. <laughs> I'm really invested now, Rolf. I just gotta say. I, I was invested before and I care about you, but now it just. I would like to help you get there just as much as you wanted to help me. So She turns her gaze to Alexander. She says, I know nothing of your wants or your plans. All I want is to be with the only one who's ever understood me. And I don't see how 
I can do that. He is in Elysium again. He emerged from the pool quite a bit of time before you did. He went... He didn't want to stay and wait. No. It was too much for him to bear. I already, um... Gave up my spot in Elysium. I don't know how I can return there, but I would love to, more than coming back to the surface. So if you were to make peace with your lover again and return to Elysium and that were that, would you then part ways with your Olympiad while they set off on their own aims? Well, I would take them as far as uh, I can go before the surface and then go back. If Hephaestion is truly done with me, then I would rather leave. I think it stands to reason your next item is to ask him. In some context other than combat. And how would I go about that? I happen to know a little bit about the scheduling of the uh, UFC bouts. Next time you're in Elysium, I'll see what I can do. Well, I appreciate that, and that's going to make it difficult on our next brutal encounter for me to... (laughs) I have some idea of what you all would like, and I am eager to help you in any way I can. I'm sorry we judged you so harshly. And I'm sorry we're going to have to cross blades again. She nods and she says, You can make it up to me. Now I'm going to tell you what I want. Hmm. Kill him. Make him suffer. See to it that he never returns. And it is very clear she's talking about Apollo here. And will you uh, allow us to pass to do that? If it is strategically possible, then I will allow it. If we could figure it out, would you maybe want to help us fight Heracles? If that is what the strategy requires, then I will do it. Hey, that sounds like a yes. It is safe to say that now in me you have an ally. My advice to you is to find others. I think we know someone who has your same... I think we know a group of people who have your same aims. Perhaps. I think there may be one additional resource who may be of use to you, however. There is a hero of legend that should have been in Elysium all this time that has decided to deign to drink in the House of Hades down here in Tartarus. I think you will find him most intriguing, but he's waiting at the lounge, and I think... um, I think you will find him to be somebody who has had his own run-ins with the gods and has managed to outsmart and outwit them more than a few times. Perhaps he may be a useful ally to you. God, I hope it's Kratos. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much, Cassandra, for everything. And I'm sorry we got off on the wrong foot, but I'm really glad that we're on the right foot now. Right, right? She nods and she says, you can thank me by holding up your end of the deal. I think I speak for all of us when I I say, we'd like you to have at least something uh, in return for the help that you've given us in this moment. And uh, well, here. And I reach into our bag and I retrieve a nectar to hand to Cassandra. (sighs) This will do, though you can actually thank me by holding up our end of the deal. I suppose these are supposed to be reciprocal in nature in some way, though, yes? What is there to give you? Oh, how about this? She snaps her fingers, and a card appears in it, and she hands you the card. Arete reaches forward and takes the card. Thank you. Of course. You look at the card, and on it, you see it kind of looks like a very... um, 
highly stylized rendering of Cassandra on it, and it's like she's obviously standing there, like with her blindfold on. In a circle between her hands, there are all of these cards that seem to be spinning around on it. And as you hold the card in different directions, you see different numbers on the cards appearing. You can make an Arcana check. My Arcana check is a 16. Okay, so what you know is that this is a keepsake from Cassandra called the Card of Fate. The way it works is that you can attune to it. It requires attunement. But once you do, basically you can do the thing that Cassandra was doing that was so annoying in those combats. So one time her escape attempt. You can change any dice result. If you see it, if it's yours, if it's an anybody, enemy's no matter what, if it's a crit or whatever, you can change that result to a number between 1 and 20 instead. Ooh. Rolf, like, does the elongated, like, I'm looking at you over the rim of my glasses face, even though he has no glasses, it goes, it's pretty OP. Yes, a trading card. Very useful. Was that sarcastic? (laughs) Cassandra rolls her eyes and you can tell because the dark green lights behind her blindfold like flicker (laughs) in that way. (laughs) And with that, I think we'll uh, take your leave, milady. As we head to the lounge, Rolf is going to stop everyone for a second and go, Wait, um, listen, I know it's off limits technically... I would like to at least go and knock. Zagreus died right before us. I believe Cassandra said he was in Lord Hades' chambers, right? Yeah. I just think it might be useful to actually talk to the people in charge. Get as plain of an answer as we could as to what's going on, why us. Better ways that we can possibly help achieve these goals. I can agree with you, but also I don't know how inclined they'll be to actually talk with you. I'm expecting nothing, but I would at least like to make an effort. Okay. That's a fair enough point. I'll support that. Sure. Alexander? How would you go about that? It is forbidden, no? We can knock. Very well. Might as well try. Okay. And Rolf is going to lead them to the door to Hades' chambers and knock. (laughs) Okay, uh, as you cross over into the westward wing of the House of Hades, you also see that Achilles' post is empty. This is the time to do it, Rolf. Alex, I don't think we should. Believe me, I want to, and if we're thinking strictly tactically, perhaps there's an argument for it, but I... Well, let's find out. And Rolf knocks on the door uh, to wait, Hades' wait, chambers. Wait, 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 Rolf! And Annie's going to grab his hand. Yes. Annie, it's okay to get nervous. I'm nervous, too. No, no, no! Look, look at the door. There's a there's a glyph. There's a glyph there. Ah! And I'm going to roll Arcana to see if I can decipher a little more about these glyphs. That's a 22. You recognize this to be an extremely powerful glyph of warding spell. <clears throat> well, first of all, thank you, Annie. Second, <clears throat> knock, knock, knock. Oh, my. I understand these are inopportune moments. Whoever is in there, we would we would be very appreciative if you gave us a moment to speak. Make a persuasion check with disadvantage. <laughs> I'm very. Per- God damn it. <laughs> Eleven. 
Okay, is there anyone else who would like to try anything? Uncle, are you in there? You say, Uncle, are you in there? I, I said it. Uh, make a persuasion check with disadvantage. The first one's good. The second one is a 14. Okay, here's what happens. You receive no answer, but you also see the glyph on the door disappear. Rolf, what was that? Um, it was meant to keep people out, essentially. It would cause some harm. Uh, I'm, ass- I'm assuming... Maybe it- Uncle was the password to shut it off. And then Arete just knocks at the door. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Achilles answers the door and he says, What is it? Everyone stands like... Is just darting eyes at each other for a few moments in total silence. We would like to speak with the lords of the house, if that's possible. We understand there are many amends to be made, but we have to start somewhere, Achilles. Achilles looks back deeper into the room, and then he looks at you all, and he opens the door. No way! Thank you. All right, as you enter the bedroom of the Lord of the House of Hades, which you are, it feels very different in there. You are confident this is not a place you are normally supposed to be. But as you enter, you find a large cauldron of blood in the middle of the room, and you see Nyx and Thanatos holding out their hands over the cauldron, and they seem to be trying to channel something either into or from or against the cauldron. And you see Zagreus and Hypnos both either resting or asleep or unconscious on a large bed behind them. I really feel like we're intruding here. But there is a lot of information in here as well. I know, but I feel like we're intruding and I don't want to- Well, if we're intruding, we're already here. So might as well just go for it. Rolf, ask away. Nix. Uh, Thanatos, hello, Rolf here. Uh, I believe I introduced myself to you before, Nyx, but uh, hello, Thanatos. Uh, This is Anastasia, Arete, Alex. No doubt word has spread of us in some capacity. Are Zagreus and Hypnos all right? Lady Nyx takes a long pause and then finally answers and says... You will have to forgive our distraction, residents of the House of Hades. We are directing all of our concentration to prevent the blood from coagulating any further. Normally, Prince Zagreus and occasionally Hypnos would assist us in this task, but they are both indisposed. Would we be able to assist? My recommendation to you is that you state your business or ask whatever questions you must. On my part, I was hoping to talk to Zagreus about why he had chosen us. At this, Thanatos speaks up and says, He needs his rest. Don't bother him any further. Very well. You may attempt to rouse him if you wish, but he may not answer. I hope you will forgive us for being on a bit of a journey of our own and perhaps not uh, adhering to your advice. But at least on my part, and I would like to say most of my Olympiad, I I think we are recommitted to the idea of helping the souls that we find in the underworld. That said, many people, the Furies, for example, continue to be in our way as we try to escape. As lords here, is there any way that we can try and circumvent some of these challenges? so that we can help as many souls as we can and minimize further coagulating the blood with our deaths. Make a persuasion check. 23. 
You are not the first, nor will you be the last, to try to convince us to change the ways of the House of Hades. However, its administration is not in my charge, not entirely. The purpose of the Furies, it is their sacred charge. It is in their very nature. Not even a contract could undo it so quickly. Their charge was given to them by Lord Hades himself, and I am not able to locate him at this time. And who compels this? Why does Hades need to operate the way it does? I think just understanding that would go a long way toward helping the smaller people in the system perhaps navigate it more effectively or at least with some more compassion. You misunderstand what I am. I am night itself and I do not justify myself or what I do to anyone. When you ask what the Lord of the House of Hades chooses to do or how the House of Hades chooses to run, you ask why the night comes after the day. Very well. And do you know anything of Valhalla? Hell? To me, they are word of neighboring houses I have not visited. I will get out of your way at this point, unless any of you have anything to say. I, I hope they get better soon. At this moment, you see Zagreus seems to shift in his position a little bit. He takes a deep breath. He goes, Mother? Uh, is, is somebody here? We were hoping to speak with you. Should you be feeling well enough? I will always make time for the people of this house. Please. What do you wish to speak with me about? I just wanted to know. Why did you choose us? What could you have possibly seen in the four of us? He purses his thin, almost non-lips uh, <laughs> into a frown for a moment. He says... Are you certain you wish to know the answer? I don't think it could hurt. He looks to the rest of you as if you all need to agree to know the answer before you were told why you were chosen. The things I've gone through lately, <laughs> an answer to a question like that's not going to hurt me any worse than I've already been. Alexander nods. I'm, I try not to assume. I do expect the worst, though, so um, hopes are high. <laughs> Zagreus nods and he says, I believe you deserve to know the truth. The truth is that it was random. If you were hoping that I would give you some assurance that you are indeed special, that is not something I can provide. However, everything happens for a reason, and the fates operate in ways even I don't understand. So even if I did not select you personally, it does not mean you don't have a part to play in the fate of the House of Hades or the Underworld itself. Having escaped, why did you return? Why did you take up the charge that you fought so hard to do away with, I suppose. At this, Thanatos looks very worried and turns to Zagreus and says, come, you need your rest. I'll tell them to leave. No, no, it's quite all right. Thanks, then. I, I came back because I actually couldn't leave. Every time I escaped, I died and came back here. Just painful. I found my mother, found her again on the surface, but Every time I found her, I died before I could even speak with her again for very long. But what I realized is that all this time that I wanted to escape, what really mattered was the escape attempt itself. It meant that I had to stay here, and no matter how much I disliked the way things were run, 
It was on me to change them. And it was on me to make the world that I live in better, not to run away from it. And when things started changing for the worse in this house, and when my father vanished and I had to take over its responsibilities, I needed to ensure that at least others could continue to carry on the escape attempt. Could it be the same fate awaits us? I do not think so. I believe it is our chthonic nature that prevents us from leaving here, but you, you very well might. And if you can, well, then you've certainly earned it. Very well. Thank you for your time. How much nectar do we have? We've got one left. He's gotta go to him. Okay, Rolf is gonna give the group, like, a knowing look, and, like, raise his eyebrows to ask the question. Arete nods. Annie nods. Yeah, quick nod from Alex. I know it's against the rules, but can I offer you some nectar? Everybody in the room sighs, and they're all like, <laughs> and they all look at each other like, we are, not, none of us are above sin, uh, as far as this goes, and yeah. then... Zachary says, you are setting a dangerous precedent, I should have you know. We're no stranger to that. (laughs) Zachary, may I ask where Hades is? He is far deeper than even I can reach. He has ventured directly into the blood. And it is there, within some realm, that he fights to ensure that the Titans do not reform again. Do you understand why we have so many mechanisms in place to prevent escape? To prevent the Titans from escaping, I would assume. Not the Titans alone. None of us could stand against the Titans. Not Megara, not not even Nemesis or anyone else that you might run into. But they also raise armies of fell creatures. I could not even begin to call them creatures. They are just manifestations of their own will that will attempt to devour everything in this world. Not just the underworld, but the overworld. It is to prevent that that we have our defense mechanisms in place. If you do successfully escape, it will illuminate to us what needs better defending. People like Meg, someone I have fought hundreds and hundreds of times, she has a charge here to stand ready against the very worst that this world has yet to even reveal to us. I ask that you respect that. Is Hades to do this for eternity? We do not know. I haven't found my father in a very long time, and he has always been reticent to tell me his secrets. Is there a way for people like us, for the Olympiads or others, to help you try and find him? I do not know where to even begin, otherwise I would have gone there myself. I've been battling my own way through the underworld trying to find him, and it has gotten to the point where no place is safe. Sometimes my own blood fights against me and kills me from the inside. It happens to all of us. It happened to Hypnos. And he turns to look at Hypnos, who is just snoozing and snoring so loudly with his mouth just <laughs> wide open to the ceiling, just going. I am sorry for the way we have navigated the challenges so far. There was a time that people thought I was insolent for the way I navigated the challenges. I am forgiving. At the same time, I ask that you understand what role everyone has to play here and not punish them for it. And his eye goes to your jars at your waist. (laughs) For my part, I will spend the rest of my attempts trying to right the wrongs I have done and perhaps a little extra on top. Anyways, I think we should get out of your hair. 
but before we do he like flashes him the nectar to be like are you taking it (laughs) he lets out a long sigh and then he takes the nectar and says i won't pretend i've never seen one of these (laughs) he reaches to a golden leaf on his laurel and he plucks it and he says here for your trouble not needed but appreciated thank you wow uh Nice and shiny. Uh, what's it do? <laughs> to me, it's just a pretty leaf on my head, but what keepsakes represent is the strength of the bond of your relationship with another person. Over time, it may reveal its own abilities to you. Well, uh, pleasure seeing you and actually speaking with you. See you later. And Arete will turn on his heel and walk out of the room. Yeah, right. Rolf will follow, very trying to be as unobtrusive as possible. But on his way out, he's going to put, like, a hand on Achilles' shoulder and go, I'm going to assume that just the fact that you're here means the archival records are still off-limits, correct? He nods. Very well. I will respect that. And he walks out of the room. And he's just going to give a small wave to everyone and just nervously laugh and smile and just, okay, all right, <laughs> okay, and just, like, walking backwards towards the door to leave. Zachary says, oh, oh, one more thing. Huh? Um, in Elysium. Um, thank you. We had no doubts, my lord. And, uh, on Alexander's way out, he will, like, pause in front of Achilles, but not look at, like, he's looking straight ahead, not looking at Achilles. Achilles looks directly at you. Like, he <laughs> fucking dares you to make eye contact with him. Yeah, and I do not make eye contact with him. I, say, I will write this wrong. And then he will walk out. Okay. okay. You you get some rest. You get... Okay. And Annie's gonna walk out the room. Just... Uh, Annie, is it, isn't it? Mm-hmm, a student of Orpheus. Annie, listen. Yeah? I understand why you want things to change. I understand that you wish just all obstacles within the underworld to be removed such that you can escape, but you need to understand that not all souls are like you are. Tartarus is for the most wretched of them all. If the surface world were to have all of these souls unleashed upon them, it would be a fate nearly as terrible as that of the Titans being unleashed on them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... um. You do understand that I want things to change too, don't you? Of, uh, of, of, um, of course. Um, I, well, I, I do now, at least, that you're telling me this. Um, thank, thank you for telling me this. Of course. Sorry. No. I, I shouldn't have. That was inappropriate of me. Oh my gosh, what? <laughs> no. No. No, it wasn't. No. No. Don't apologize. Um, don't apologize. Please. Do your best out there. I'm a big fan of your music. <laughs> and they're like tears, like slowly coming down Annie's eyes. Thanatos like rolls his eyes. He is so not about this. <laughs> what are they laughing about in there? Wouldn't that suck? You just had this conversation with these scary, intimidating, like, analogs for the concepts of the world, like night and death, and then you leave, and then everybody's having a great laugh yeah. inside. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Rolf, um, Alex, and Arete all are, like, outside with their ears pressed up to the doors going, what are they talking about? Why is she laughing so much? Why are they laughing? And he's just gonna nod, like, what? Um, thank, thank you, thank you so much. Um, 
yeah, hey, same to you. Good luck. Um, uh, see you out there? Question mark? I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. Okay. Um, good night. Um, good, good, good day. Good, 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 good. Thanatos just says, you should go. I'm, yep, okay. Yep, okay. Thanks, okay. And then he makes her way out of the room. And as soon as she gets out, she, like, falls to her knees and just, like, holds her face in her hands. And she's just, like, screaming into her hand, just like, <laughs> Achilles very quickly closes the door behind you. <laughs> Annie would like to be in the lounge now. Okay, is Annie the only one in the lounge? I doubt it. Arete walked in with her. Arete is there. I would like to be in the lounge. Rolf is in the lounge. All right, I'm going to get a drink in the lounge. Alexander yeah. is in the lounge. It is hopping in the lounge. Arete has been very distracted because he keeps looking over at Adonis to see if Adonis ever looks at him, but he's like trying to be subtle about it, but he's not doing a very good job. Adonis is like very intently slurping strawberry milk. <gasps> see? Adonis passes the vibe check. Hell yeah. And uh, Arete just walks right over. He pulls up and says, Excuse me, barkeep. Your finest swirl milkshake, please. The barkeep kind of gives you a quizzical emoji, pauses for a second, then pulls out, like, a, a milkshake machine. Like the, like the ones that they have at ice cream stores with, like, the closed-down lid over the whole thing. And uh, mixes you up a little uh, sheep's milk milkshake. Oh, that sounds nasty. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but that's what you get. Okay. It's called the Golden Fleece Special. Oh, yeah. nice. Woo. It's got little flecks of gold in it, which is actually graham cracker crust. Uh, <laughs> thank you, barkeep. Alexander walks up to the barkeep and anxiously pats the desk. He's like, one wine, please. I have to pass a... Uh, Vibe check. <clears throat> Wolf slides up and goes, let me buy you a drink. Just kidding, they're all free. The barkeep just takes out any old wine, not hearing a preference. It's going to reach for a nice uh, Tempranillo, a little nice Spanish red. It's going to pour that out for you. Okay, uh, could I get like your tallest glass, like quart size, and just fill it with a white Viking? All right, that barkeep obviously recognizes you and makes your order, you know, to order exactly how you like. And then he like nods, like bro, at the uh, the shade and goes, "Vibe check me, bro." Uh. Oof. Uh, the broker gives you like the squiggly mouth emoji. Nice, That's sweet. Alex takes a big gulp after hearing that. Yeah. Speaking of big gulps, Arete uh, sidles up to Adonis and goes, "Shut oh up!" Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, hey, uh, you come to the lounge often, eh, Adonis? Huh? Um, I mean, it's kind of where we end up after we die, and it's like a way to decompress a little bit. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, got us a, a milkshake if, if you want to split it. Oh, thanks. I, um, Ajax says I'm supposed to watch my weight, but okay. And he looks over to the, uh, broker and he goes, two straws, please. The broker hands you two straws. You know, like the straws that have the little, like, yes. spiral Crazy triangle thing at the top? Yeah. yeah, it's like that, but it's like little snakes. Oh, oh that's so cute. <laughs> and Arete puts both of them in, 
and he leans in and he starts to slurp on his one straw and kind of like looks at uh, Adonis with like kind of his best puppy dog eyes. Adonis just looks very downcast. He like slurps it with this grim relish. So, um, uh, Penny for your thoughts there. I, it looks like you, I mean, I going out there and dying a bunch of times. I know it, it's been hard on us too. So just how are you doing? I mean, I'm dead. So I don't really know. I didn't really get to live much of a life because everybody was always trying to come on to me. Oh, um, oh, oh, well, I, uh, um. But everybody in death has been a lot nicer, I guess. Oh, oh, that, that's, uh. But, like, it's still the underworld, so, like. Yeah, I. We're all dead. Yeah. I, gosh, you know, I just, I gotta be, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you, Adonis. I, I get so, I get so nervous. When I, when I talk to you, I'm sorry, I just, I mean, I'm sure you get that all the time, and I, I just, I don't know, I, never mind, I'm, I'm being silly. I just wish people would think I'm approachable. I don't know why they get so nervous trying to talk to me. Well, I, I don't want to be nervous around you, Adonis. Rests his hand on the counter near the milkshake, hoping that maybe Adonis will kind of just take his hand, but he's just going to rest it there for now. And Arete kind of looks at Adonis and goes, um, I, I'm not sure I, I've been able to properly thank you for, um, coming to my aid, to our aid when, uh, when I called, called on you with the doll and, uh, Arete reaches into his bag and, and pulls out the Adonis doll and, and puts it on the counter. And he's like, it was, um, it was really nice of you to to help out yeah of course I mean I only feel bad because I feel like you know like there are times that it was really hard out there and like it would have been nice if we could have like called on you for help you know like do a little sneak attack or something I would you know I don't know let me see uh hold on and Arete pulls out Lavoie starts to pull the needles out of the doll, takes the doll off the hilt of Lavoie and and presents it to Adonis and goes, the next time you need me, I I hope this will will do the same that it did for me when I needed you. Wow. And he hands over the doll. Really? Yeah. I mean, don't you need this thing? I I thought I did, but you know, it was it was leading me down a darker place and I think I need to I think I need to get put back into a more of a state of grace. So I think the way I described Lavoie originally once it got to Aspect of Arate is that there's dark whispers coming from it. So so Adonis takes the doll and there's like just like black smoke emanating from its like wounds. He goes, um, wow, it's um uh, it's a little creepy. Like you. (laughs) (laughs) Arete kind of (laughs) giggles. I mean, uh, yeah. But I mean, I I guess it's also a little cute. Like you. (laughs) Arete, like, turns 50 shades of pink. uh, 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 
I, uh, I mean, uh, I think your doll is pretty cute, too, just like you. Oh, yeah, I got that a lot. Ah, and then ah. he pockets the doll very <laughs> casually. <laughs> Thanks for the milkshake. Oh, you're, you're welcome. And he leans in without breaking eye contact and just, like, slurps on the straw. Arate will do the same. Adonis takes your hand finally. And Arate almost like melts and does like that that little like wavery cartoon thing like where it's just like yeah, he, he gets anime nosebleed. <laughs> Brain freeze. Uh, was going a little too fast there. Oh gosh. Oh, uh, it's okay. I know all about going too fast and he lets go of your hand. Um Adonis, I I I didn't mean to push you or anything. I'm sorry. I I'm I don't want to I'm enjoying getting to kind of just spend this time with you, Adonis, even if it's just kind of sitting here enjoying a milkshake. Can I ask you a question? Anything. What is it that you even like about me? I mean, it was superficial at first. I'll, I'll admit that. You're, you are just, in, you are incredibly beautiful, Adonis, and it, it started as that, but as I got to know you, you're you're just really sweet and and you think about others and I I think that's a quality that I've always wished that I that I had because in life I never really was very um, necessarily caring or thinking about other people or the uh, consequences of my actions and and you, you seem to have a really good handle on that. And I I, I just find that in, incredibly attractive and, and magnetic. And I, I'm, I'm working on doing better in that in death now, but uh, I'm, yeah, that's, that's the answer to your question. He nods and he says, I just feel like nobody even wants me for anything other than my looks and I don't know. I'm the squishiest one and I die the most and I just feel like I don't even contribute and uh, sometimes I just think that people think I'm not worth anything other than being a pretty face. But anyway, you want to know what I like about you? I wasn't going to press the issue, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear you. I'd love to hear any of your thoughts, really. He bites his lip for a moment and he thinks about how to say this and he just says, I think... I think it's just really obvious that you've really been hurt a lot. And I think that's something you work really hard to kind of keep down or to keep under wraps or keep yourself away from other people because you're afraid that pain might leak out at any moment or that anyone might know that you felt it. And I just want you to know that it's okay to be mad about it. And I don't know exactly what happened to you, but you know, I've heard the only story you tell people about, you know, the being left on an urn or whatever. And yeah, I'll never know what it's like to not be wanted, but I know what it's like to be wanted for the wrong things. And it's not exactly the same, but I appreciate that you're working on yourself and that, I don't know, you gave me this creepy ass doll that I think was pretty important <laughs> to you. So if you're ready to move on from it, I think, I don't know. Whatever the next thing is, I'm proud of you for going for it. Thank you, Adonis. That that means 
That means so much. And yeah, it, it has been hard and it has been difficult and I get so mad sometimes about it. And I think it's time to release that. You look down at your milkshake and you realize it's basically completely gone between the two of you. Well, I don't know what this eternity is going to look like, but I'd like it if we spent a little more of it together. I'd, I'd, I'd like that very much as well. Okay. Just a little to start. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, Arete will get up from the bar and offers his hand once again. He puts a clammy hand <laughs> in there. There it is. Yeah. That's the hand I know. Yeah. And uh, we walk off. All right, what's happening? Well, Annie left me with you. Well, why should you have all the fun? Bartender, two white Vikings, please. Hey, hey. Hey, Alex. Yes, Rolf. You pass the vibe check. <laughs> and two white Vikings come sliding down the counter to you. We will gulp them down as Annie does her thing. <laughs> Annie would like to go to um, Adonis's Olympiad. Palaestra beams and says, Oh, Annie, it's good to see you again. It's good to see you too. Pante nods and says, I hope you're feeling better than last time. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm feeling much better. Thanks for thanks, thanks for asking. <laughs> how how are you feeling? Ajax says, couldn't be better. And then he chugs some awful, like dark, like brick red beer. <laughs> Another one. Then he just like flags down the barkeep, and the barkeep puts the hand wave over the neck, like I'm cutting you off. <laughs> he goes, oh, come on. Maybe a glass of water, Ajax? You know, you don't want to... Nah. Water's for... Uh, he looks at Arate and goes, Water's for people who hydrate. Oh. <laughs> Arate just nods and kind of maintains eye contact with Ajax for a moment. Um, well, it's good to see you all are still in, you know, pretty good spirits. And um, I just wanted to say that, you know, you have our support, kind of, um, as an Olympiad and stuff. Um, oh, yeah, don't I, sweat it. I think um, Arete's gonna be helping us out sometimes, too. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, we really gotta start looking out for each other. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've been noticing things are getting a little weird around here. Yeah? Like, uh, what, <laughs> what have you noticed? I don't know, just People seem really stressed out, like something's wrong. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, uh, well, I mean, not to spill the tea, as some might say, but, uh, I think they're all a little nervous that the Titans are trying to come back. Trying to think of maybe if, God, if possibly we could do something to help. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if you, you all have an idea. Or if you already have been, you know, what do I know, right? <laughs> Pente kind of just squints at you and says, Do you take me for foolish, girl? Um, see, that's, that's the, no, that's the scary part. I don't, I don't, I, I do not, no. Then speak to me plain. Well, I mean, it's like Palestra said, something is clearly, clearly wrong, right? I mean, we all can see that, right? 
So what would you have me do? No, no, I'm not saying I would have you necessarily do anything. I just mean... I think what she means is maybe we can do something about it together if we all find some way to to work together. I know that through Tartarus and Asphodel, it's been difficult to find each other, but it seems somehow in Elysium that we're able to work together. Maybe, maybe there'll be some way that, some alternate means of getting through the next layers and challenges that are coming up that we can face together some way. Have you met, um, uh, have you met Heracles? Oh, a handful of times. He is my father, after all. (laughs) Ha ha! Fair point. I met here in Elysium, but... Yes, if you think he will go any easier on his only daughter, you are mistaken. Yeah, I was... I figured you might say that. Sorry to hear that. It is fine. I would not have it any other way. If I may, um... Any advice up against... Your... Dad... I have no illusions about our abilities. I think it will take our combined efforts to defeat him. Yeah. Well, this is good convo then, you know? Now we kind of have an idea of if, you know, if any of us are in trouble, we'll, we'll be there to, we'll do our best, obviously. Yeah, one big happy family, right? I don't know about the happy part, but... He leans back and he stretches his arms out to the side and his massive arms are able to basically wrap everybody else at the table. So he's got his hands just resting on everybody's shoulders. Okay. Jesus. Those are some long arms you got, man. And you smell like a strong whiff of axe. Okay, excuse me. I need to to get out of here before I... Do something I don't want to do. Okay, thanks. And then he frees herself of the hug of sorts. Polyester waves and says, "Okay, bye." All right, nice talking to you all. I'm I'm gonna go check in with the other Olympiad, but we'll talk soon, okay? All right. Well, we're really looking forward to seeing you again. Me too, Polyester. Me too. Uh, Arate, feel f- I mean, I don't know if you want to come with or if you want to hang out here some more. And she's gonna point her little fingers towards Adonis and himself and make little like hand gestures with like a heart and then maybe a star and maybe some smiley faces maybe some like <laughs> rocket ships and fireworks like pew 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 what the hell I'll go with uh Annie I'll see you later okay thanks for the milkshake you're, you're welcome and uh Arete smiles just uh, need to watch how I'm sliding out of here. <laughs> and he gives finger guns, and then he walks away, and he goes, Why did I do the finger guns again? Damn it. No, that's so stupid. Hey, hey, don't be so hard on yourself. Finger guns and finger things are cool. Pew, 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 pew. And she keeps making, like, fireworks with her hands. Like, pew, 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 pew. And then the baby flew out the window. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Right, right, right. <laughs> Alexander. Yeah, so. Wait, look, look I don't want to get serious, ready? Yeah, no, yeah, give it, give me. Yeah, here's Wait, the baby was funny. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> Okay. So, like, <clears throat> you're gay, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 so like, 
Why? Because I wanna. Rolf puts uh, a jar on his head and says, Look, I'm too sweet. That, Rolf. Boo. Wait, wait, oh, wait. But like, gosh. <laughs> wait, but like, okay, if you like. Do you love fishes? He puts the finger in like to your to your lips and also a little bit up your nose, like. Yeah. Okay. But he doesn't love me, Rolf. Why? Why doesn't he love you? Cause look at me. I don't. I don't see the problem. <laughs> you sly dog. Because <laughs> Rolf, 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 I'm a failure. I'm a failure. Right? That's just. I'm, I'm just. A, I just lost. I lose. I lose it all. And I lost his love. I'm. I'm just saying, if you want your boyfriend to love you, you gotta, you gotta accept where you are, baby. What are you trying to say? You're pretty. I'm, you're pretty cool, Alex. You're, he grabs your cheeks with both his hands and puts his forehead to yours, and he's talking like almost into your mouth because he's staring right into your eyes. <laughs> and he goes, you're pretty cool, Alex. But also, like, you're a little bit of a dick sometimes. What did you call me? A little bit of a dick sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah? And then Alexander shoves Rolf into Ajax. Hey! Okay, so that happens. The table hits Ajax, and you see all of typical Ajax flare up, and then you see Pande, Polyester, and Adonis just shoot Ajax a look, and you see just Ajax closes his eyes as he's just saying something to himself over and over. He just goes, Water off a duck's back, water off a duck's back, water off a duck's back. <laughs> oh, man. You're just going to take that, Ajax? No, no, stop that. Disrespect. <laughs> Whoo! At this point, Arete walks over and goes, Okay, Rolf, okay, uh, sorry about that, everyone. Uh, one too many uh, white Vikings over here. And Arete pushes him up and off the table. I only see one of me. Got him. All right, I need the two of you to sober up. Barkeep, no more. I know you already probably didn't want to give him any more, but you have my full permission to smack him across the face if they ask for another drink. I need, I want to do something in the courtyard, and if we see Cassandra on the way, I think we should ask her about uh, okay. the gold leaf. We just talked to Cassandra. I know we did. All right, you guys have a great rest of your time sobering up. We'll see you later. And with that, Arete starts to walk away. Okay. All right, every Okay, you two. And Annie's going to, like, go on her tiptoes and reach up and, like, gently, like, tap the faces of them. Like, okay, guys. All right. You sober up, okay? We'll be right back. Don't get into trouble. All right. Uh, you go into Zagreus's bed chamber, and you see Cassandra on Zagreus's bed, and she's just swiping left and right on various cards that <gasps> seem to show her various eligible bachelors uh, <laughs> within the underworld, and she's just, like, swiping left and right, mostly lefts. I didn't really see you coming. I really must be losing it. Well, I don't... We don't want to interrupt you if you're busy. Um, but would you mind... Um, taking a look at something for us. And with that, Annie's gonna like pull out the leaf from 
Zags, Laurel. She doesn't even look away from the cards that she's swiping on. She kind of just holds her hand off the side of the bed. And then uh, you hand her the leaf. She feels it in her hand. She goes, well, somebody's made a new friend. Oh, <laughs> oh what a title. Like, we don't want to go put labels on anything. Come on, Cassandra. Cassandra. <laughs> she holds the feather in her hand. She says, powerful stuff and then she flicks the leaf back to you so she explains that this leaf allows you once per escape attempt to cast limited wish and the way limited wish works is that it lets you cast any spell in the entire game that is sixth level or below once without using any components that is that is indeed a mighty gift uh thank you for letting us i've been uh, thinking and um i have one more condition oh oh and what would that be? Well, we know what happens when people die. The blood, yeah. Well, I'm going to need a more permanent solution for Apollo. Uh, could it possibly have anything to do with maybe, oh, I don't know, uh, a couple of jars that we've been carrying around for a while now? Possibly. Or if it means that nobody's ever able to come back from the dead again, that's fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> And he's going to look at Arete, just be like nodding, like, yeah. Arete's nodding as well, and then uh, we will uh, we will keep we will keep that. In mind. In mind. Yep, here. And we will make sure to uh, find find the solution that will will satisfy this this condition. And with that, Arete kind of just grabs her hand and like runs off into the courtyard. Okay. Uh, suit yourself. And then she nods and... Just as you're leaving, there's like one card that appears in front of her. She goes, oh, and she swipes up. <laughs> <laughs> you're now in the courtyard. And Annie's going to let go of Arete's hand. She's going to start pacing and be like, Arete, what did we just, what did, I'm, I'm, I know we like agreed. We'd already agreed to something no, else. I know, I, I, I know, I, I know like we I agreed to it, no. but now I'm just like, what, did, what like I'm really thinking now, you know? I don't think I was thinking before and I, I, can't, I can't keep track of all my thinking. Arete, how, we, and, and also, we didn't technically even mention to the other Olympiad that we, that we wanted to, you know, and she's like gesturing towards the neck, like a cut-off gesture about you know a little a little sunshine person who likes the sun. And, uh, we didn't technically ask Pande or Palestra or any of them, even though I'm. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know how they feel. I don't know how they feel. I don't know. I don't know anything. I mean, <sighs> I don't know if preventing people from ever coming back from the dead is exactly aligning with what I want, especially since I wanted to now guide souls that don't deserve to be here out of the underworld. So oh, I... Good. It's, it, why does it... <sighs> Annie needs Annie breathe. Annie, just breathe. Breathe in. Well, while you're breathing, let me just uh, do this really fast. Uh, gosh, I hope I can remember whatever the heck this this thing is, and I walk over to the shadowy form of Lavoie in the courtyard, mm -hmm. and I, I withdraw Lavoie, and I hold what's it up left of it? to yeah, what's left of it. Hold it up to the shadow, and I say, "If I am not in a state of grace, may God place me in it. If I be in it, may God keep me there." 
At this, you feel Lavoie rebuilding in your palm as the shadow reassimilates with it. And that hilt now becomes this beautiful, very heavy hilt of five silver crosses. And where you were hearing dark whispers before, here you now hear this heavenly choir in the distance. So you understand this weapon to now be in its original form, which is called the Aspect of Jandak. And what you know about this weapon is that it gives you a host of new capabilities. So one is that whenever you strike an enemy with this weapon, you can cast the Dawn spell for free immediately as a reaction. Furthermore, you may cast the spell Find the Path at will. Lastly, once per escape attempt, you may cast Divine Word without components. Someone's pretty OP. <laughs> Arete basically has a permanent Ares boon. As Lavoie reforms into its purest form in Aspect of Jean d'Arc, Arete stands a little bit taller, where as before, from years of sneaking around, he always was kind of hunched over a bit. He stands a little bit taller, and his shoulders are back, as if like a puppet string was pulling him upward. Hey, hey pal, now that you're all uh, high and mighty, you want to give that uh, weapon a go? Oh, hey, Skelly, sure. And I run over and just stab Skelly in the rib cage. You see just divine bliss on Skelly's face as he shatters all across the courtyard. See you next time, Skelly. But also when you stab him, the light of dawn shines down on him. He takes a ton of extra damage as just like sunlight for the first time in hundreds of years fills the house of Hades. Are you are you ready to go back in there? Or do, you, do you need another moment? I'll get a chalky milk once we get back to the bar. Ah, treat yourself. Thank you, Arete. Once again, passing the vibe check. Come on, let's go. And it sounds to me like you have been through a lot and you're going through a lot of trouble to get what you want. So don't throw it away by being so stubborn. Be a little milky. And he and he puts a kiss on your forehead. Adonis walks up to the two of you and puts a hand on both of your foreheads oh. and casts greater restoration on both of you. Oh. And you are both immediately stone cold sober. I'm sorry, you guys were just being really annoying. Thank you for that. Um, I I suppose my constitution has gotten weaker in death. <clears throat> and that's when Annie and Arete run in. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's get the show on the road. And Arete will like usher the Olympiad over to where Icarus and the rest of the Olympiad are. Annie's gonna pull up a chair and. Slide on over, just, hey, everybody, how, uh... Daphne's gonna go, man, you guys are really annoying. <laughs> they, yeah, you know, sometimes, um... Yes, yes, we are. Two drinks too many, you know. I don't, but maybe you do. I, well, anyway, um, we just wanted to come over here as an Olympiad. One, to say uh, thanks again for helping us out over in Elysium. I would like to get to know you. I'd like to help you, because you seem like decent people. 
much like us. Nausicaa claps and she says that perhaps we should play a little game. Ooh, I love games. I feel like I'm not going to like this game. I don't know why. Just the tone. <laughs> read, the, read, the, read the rule, Rolf. Read the vibe. Read the tone. Okay, what, um, what game? What game would you like to play? A very simple one. The simplest rules imaginable. You ask us a question, and we answer it. Then we ask you a question, and you answer it. And if you don't answer in a fashion that is satisfactory, the person can make you drink. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, pl- let's play the game. Very well. You first. <laughs> Icarus, have you regrets? Your decisions that led you here. Icarus squints and says, I believed and followed the will of a god and did what he asked me to do. He told me to come closer and kiss him, and I did, and he burned my wings off and sent me into the ocean while he laughed. So, I always thought you were just kind of like being cocky about it. Yeah, Uh, that's what he wants you to think. Oh, well then, even more the reason to flay the bastard. Is that answer satisfactory for you? Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I've got a question. And he leans into you, Alexander, and he says, Do you regret what you've done to get where you are? In life, no. In death, yes. Icarus shrugs and Asuka says, Are you satisfied? And he says, I am satisfied. How do you feel about the other Olympiad? Daphne shrugs and says, They seem cool, confident, pretty good at what they do. Friendly. Usually. It's a question for all of you, really. The rest of the Olympiad, like, shrugs and nods. Okay. Synth is gonna look at Arete, and he's gonna say, So what's your deal now? (laughs) Trying to turn over a bit of a new leaf. I'm looking to help those that have been wronged and get those that are not deserving to be here in the underworld back to... Uh, another chance at life. What's that got to do with the glowy sword? Oh! <laughs> uh, it's a new aspect of uh, my infernal arm, Lavoie. Huh. More help from the gods. He shrugs. Unsatisfying answer, but it's honest. I'll take it. Beyond avenging yourselves and getting revenge on Apollo and striking uh, him down for Nausicaa what he's and done. Daphne shoot and look at each other and like panically like cast a code of silence. Sorry, we were busy putting a safeguard on your complete idiocy. Could you repeat the question? I mean, sorry. I... What do you want beyond uh, your revenge? Who are you asking? All of you. Daphne thinks for a moment and she says, honestly, it, it's all I think about. I've been there. I can't even imagine a life in front of it. I... I don't... I'm completely uninterested in... Um... Living? I... Just want this to be over. I just want... Apollo... Gone. Whatever that takes. And, um... Whatever happens to me to make that happen... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can live with that. Nausicaa bites her lip and she says, You will get the same answer from all of us. For me, at least, I found some way to find closure. And I hope that you all find that in whatever form that may take. 
I will not find it. I demand it. Good. Daphne thinks for a moment. She goes, all right, my turn. Um, so can we count on you or not? Yes. We've committed to achieving that goal twice now. So yes. There's two people who haven't answered. Yes. I mean, it might not be the satisfactory answer that you want to hear, but I am... I'm having doubts and uncertainties. I just wanted to be honest with you. Yeah, she shrugs and says, it's honest. The air feels palpably different now, as now people are finally speaking (laughs) what's really on their minds. I think that there might be another way for you all to find find peace in some way. Synth chuckles, and he goes... (laughs) Yeah, if a glowy sword was going to make me feel all right with the world, I would have grabbed one a long time ago. And Arete just kind of casts his gaze down and is kind of staring off into the middle distance. We await your question. I have one. What makes you all happy? Or made you all happy? Daphne thinks for a moment. She says, You know what makes me happy? Not being a fucking tree. I miss not being a tree. (laughs) I'm going to leave it at that. So Synth says, Honestly, I miss spending every summer with Apollo. Jesus. The gods are really fucking good at making you feel special, but we're not. And then Icarus chimes in and says, You know, there was a time I did feel happy, but I thought, I really thought I was going to escape. I really thought I could fly. That was a nice feeling. What makes you happy? The same thing that makes me the most unhappy. People. Very cliche, and it should be on a t-shirt that some middle-aged mom is wearing, but the promise of new beginnings. An old lover of mine, uh, being with him made me happy, and to see him again would make me happy. Anastasia. I like to think it is making music, playing music, music itself. I could be wrong, but the fact that I still enjoy doing that down here, I I think, speaks for itself. So, Icarus nods and says, that's a good answer. He does finger guns at your Olympiad, reminding you that it's your turn. Oh, Icarus passes the vibe check. Would you actually try to take him down, or is it something you're just hoping happens? Icarus looks at you completely level and says, oh yeah, we're gonna kill his ass. Then Nausicaa says, very well, I think I am ready for my question, which is the one I've been meaning to ask for quite some time. Is there anything you refuse to do to accomplish our goal? Yes. Well, I'm going to need to know now. I'm afraid you're going to be unsatisfied with my answer. What I will not do is forsake the entire underworld. Or the overworld, for that matter. We can deal plenty of punishment, and I can help plenty of people. I will not punish the people who don't deserve it. Do you speak for your Olympiad? Is that your entire answer? Well, from what we understand, if we kill him, he comes back, at least down here. That's correct, which is, if you'll allow me to break the rules of the game for a bit, I have a second question for you, which is what if him coming back is not satisfactory for us? 
I would understand. That's why I think we would then recommend the soul jar. The jar is not Apollo's destruction. That's right. Say we place him in the jar and then we relocate him to somewhere we can destroy him. Nausicaa rolls her eyes and, you know, she's the one who has been, I think, the most mm-hmm. eager to parlay with y'all. But she rolls her eyes at this and she leans back and she says, I'm breaking the rules again. I have a third question. Will you stand an hour away? What is your method to destroy Apollo? Precisely. That was my question for you. What do you plan on doing to him in order to ensure his destruction? She thinks for a moment whether she should even say. And then she looks at Daphne. Daphne shrugs and rolls her eyes. She looks to Synth, and Synth just kind of looks like, this is way out of my league. You're, you're the mastermind here. She looks to Icarus, and Icarus kind of just looks sad, but then he takes a deep sigh and he goes <sighs> yeah, fine and then Nausicaa says we may have come across a means to accelerate the um, reawakening of these titans at that point it is as simple as letting them break the defenses of the underworld for us after that the gods are simply next you know, they called me the most powerful sorceress in the land when I was alive and she stands up at her full height, which you don't think you've ever seen her at, and she says, In order to uphold that reputation, you will forgive me if I cannot hold anything back. And then she walks out of the lounge. Icarus stands up and says, Man, this is messy. This is... Tell me about it. Listen, it's nothing personal, okay? He blows you a kiss, and he walks out of the lounge of the House of Hades. Daphne stands up. She says, You know, you've got a little bit of the wild in you, too. But you don't know how to control it. I do. And she walks out of the lounge of the House of Hades. Synth stands up. And he says, You see this? And he points at the scar that bisects his entire body. And he says, No number of times climbing out of the pool of sticks is going to fix you up when I'm done with you. And then he rolls out. Well, that went even worse than would have if we would have just left them alone. But we needed to. We needed to have those conversations. Okay, time out, time out, time out. I think. Okay, Alex, Rolf, we talked to Cassandra again to ask about the leaf from Zag's laurel and um, her terms. Kind of, she added to her terms. Ooh, and yeah, I y'all should have talked about that first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, I was gonna, you I signed a contract I without us, Annie. No, no, no. I didn't want to say it in front of the Olympiad, even though I don't... I, maybe they would have felt better. Maybe they would have felt worse. I don't know. But essentially, Cassandra is... Cassandra's not satisfied with the idea of Apollo just dying. At the end of the day... This is what we have at this point in time. We have an enemy in the Olympiad and an ally in Cassandra. So I say we focus on keeping Cassandra as our ally. And if we can find a way forward with the Olympiad, so be it. And if we don't, and it seems like they are not open to it, well, then that sucks. Well, I guess uh, it's time to move forward and 
Look for our uh, special patron, I suppose. You see a man drinking in the corner of the lounge. He's got this toga that seems to wrap around him, but also has these hidden plates within the toga that looks like it's very skimpy, but actually he's like pretty well guarded underneath. He's buff AF. He's got this dark curly black hair and this lush black beard. He's got his head resting in his hands, you know, just like sighing and looking around and swirling his drink. And you are very confident you've never seen this person before. Annie's gonna elbow Rolf and Arete and point towards towards the person sitting by themselves. Be like, Arete, have, do you, are you familiar? Probably not. Um. Well, I just got a seven on my history check, so I'm gonna go ahead and say no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Alex? Would a 25 tell me? It would, except for the fact that this person is a master of disguise and can only be perceived when they want to be. It's Inspector Gadget. Okay, Annie's gonna, Annie's gonna, like, walk over and just pull a seat and gently sit down, but kind of awkwardly. Like, very, um, I see very, like, new girl-esque Jess just trying to be like, Hello, sir. Um, Good grief. My name is... You're not here, Alex. You. Ke- I my see the awkward body language across the room, and it's just... <laughs> I'm wincing. The awkward teenager is, like, so cringe you can hear it. My, na- my name is Annie. Um, there are three not-so-gentle lads over there are my Olympiad. Do you do you point to us? Do you point to us? Uh, reference uh, us? Yes, the Annie gestures right behind her. I use my sword to pat Rolf uh, on the butt. <coughs> All right, help her out, she, please. She. And we were <laughs> told to introduce ourselves to you. What's your name? Odysseus. Perhaps you've heard of me. If anybody asks, my name is nobody. Rogue Runners, Volume 1, In the Blood, stars our players Nicholas Venetados as Alexander the Great, Amanda Facosta as Anastasia Pentazis, Giancarlo Herrera as Rolf Yannick, and Michael Pisani as Arete Lascaris. Odysseus is played by Josh Rubino. Dungeon mastering and NPC voices are by me, Tozaman. Cover art by Chandler Candela. Sound design and editing by Giancarlo Herrera. Audio editing by Tozaman. Title music by Sage GC, with vocals by Jessica Dahlgren and Sage GC. Character theme music by Giorgio Volpe. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. Transcription by Eli Barasa. If you liked what you heard, we hope you'll consider helping us make future tabletop parodies of your favorite stories. You can support us at Patreon on patreon.com slash roguerunradio. Patrons get access to our community Discord channel, as well as our behind-the-scenes chat cast Out of the Blood, where we talk about everything on our minds after the episode. There are free ways to support the show, too. We hope you'll leave us a glowing review on your listening app of choice, as well as spread the good word about us on Twitter and Instagram, where you can follow us at Rogue Run Radio. We love hearing from you, so head us up there or email us at rr at whisperforge.org. We're very proud to be in the Whisperforge Collective and hope you'll check out our other shows. 
Thank you so much for running with us for Season 2. We're going to take a little break so that I can make Season 2 of Caravan, which also stars your favorite Viking cowboy, Giancarlo Herrera. And then we're going to be hard at work on the final season of In the Blood. In the meantime, why not catch up on Dungeons & Drimbus or your favorite Whisperforge shows like Remarkable Providences and The Far Meridian. Till next time, sinners, I'll see you in hell. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Night has fallen, the moon is full, and we're inviting you to listen to Canada by Night, a podcast where professional improvisers play Vampire the Masquerade. Detective-turned-vampire Everett Fry accidentally becomes the sheriff of New Haven, an experimental town where they're testing if vampires and humans can coexist. Stuck leading a ragtag group of officers, the Bruja bounty hunter Val, the gangrel news reporter Evangeline, and the Tremere blood witch Doris. Can Everett keep the town running? Or will everyone end up liquidated by the Vampire Council of Canada? Trending on global fiction charts and produced by Dum Dums and Dice, whose podcast Dum Dums and Dragons ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America. Listen now to find out why Canada by Night has been downloaded more than a half a million times. Canada by Night, its interview with the vampire, if it had all the characters from Parks and Rec in it. <laughs>